Welcome back, listeners. It's another exciting day in the city of Megalopolis, where the superheroes save the day and the lawyers save the superheroes. We recently left young Harper starting their journey as a juror in Cole Castillo's latest case after the plaintiff attorney, a litigator, let them serve despite having a perfectly good challenge for cause available to him. Now they're cut off from their colleagues by the rules and seeing the legal system from a whole new angle. But before we resume their time in court, let's take a peek at the past to the accident being litigated. I can't turn there, you stupid phone. It's one way. Turn right. Are you trying to get me pulled over? Move to Megalopolis, I said. It'll be exciting, I said. (laughs) Confusing roads and shitty GPS signal is not my idea of excitement. And I've yet to see a single super anything. Villain, hero, gadget, vehicle. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. What did I hit? What What did I hit? I don't see anything. There's, There's nothing there. What the f... First jury duty. Why do you think it took so long to let us in here? Oh, I bet they were having some sort of hearing. I don't know. I... I don't know anything more than you do. Oh no, what if they were having a hearing about me? I... Now why would they be doing that? I don't know. I just want to do a good job. I may not get this chance again. You know, shit, you shouldn't even be on this jury. Yeah, just wanting to be on a jury to disqualify you, huh? Nobody wants to be on the jury, I. It does say something about their mental state, them wanting to be here. But even if they didn't, I doubt they could have gotten out of it. That sexy crocodile lawyer man had a chance to drop them, and he didn't. Huh, it's true. It's not like they were good at hiding the reasons they shouldn't be here. I wasn't trying to hide anything. And he's part alligator, not crocodile. Exactly. There's something else going on. Do you think there's a conspiracy? What? No, I just think he's drunk. Or he has the hots for you. Oh, I hope it's not the second one. That would cause problems for me at work. Hmm, might be worth it. Okay. All rise for the Honorable Judge Leslie Finer. We're on the record. Kurt Rappaport reporting. Thank you, Mr. Rappaport. People of the jury... Go ahead and sit down. Let's go over the rules again. As we covered before, you may not discuss this case outside of the courthouse. Not with your families, not with the press, not with each other, and not with your co-workers. (sighs) Should you encounter any individuals with telepathic or empathic abilities, you are obligated to do your best to conceal your thoughts and feelings about the case. Sing a catchy song in your mind, think in a language they don't speak, or if necessary, remove yourself from their presence. 
you are not to conduct independent research or investigation into the facts of this case. That includes reading or viewing the news coverage of the case. The defendant, Spectaculas, is a public figure, and this case is likely to garner some media attention. It is your responsibility to avoid contributing to it or exposing yourself to it. You will remain sequestered during the day to avoid at least some of that attention. But the court has determined that you may go home at night. Oh, I bet that's what they were talking about before we came in. To the extent you have them under control, you may not use your superpowers in this courtroom. It is disruptive and may impact proceedings in unpredictable ways. Finally, you are not to speak while court is in session. If you have questions, you may submit them to me through my bailiff during recess or deliberation, and I will determine whether they should be answered. Please nod if you understand these rules. Thank you. Counsel, you may begin opening statements. Thank you, Your Honor. People of the jury, my client suffered a dangerous collision with an extra-normal vehicle, one entirely invisible to the naked eye. An invisible jet parked, as I intend to show, illegally. We who are blessed or cursed with extra-human abilities or extraordinary technology have a responsibility, do we not? A responsibility not necessarily to use that power to help. Although to do so as a hero is certainly a valid choice. But at least to use our powers sensibly in ways that do not harm or endanger those around us. To consider the impact we have on others. In this case, to park carefully. I have never cared so much about parking laws. To park carefully so that people like my client, a young woman with no extra human abilities, no access to extraordinary technology like the defendant has, New in town and going about her ordinary business. Do not find their lives and livelihoods encroached upon. My client, boring as she is, hey. was just trying to get around our fair city of Megalopolis. When her car struck something she could not possibly have seen. So impossible it was to see that she felt like she was being attacked, struck by something rather than striking something. A dreadful experience, serious damage to her neck, muscles, and thousands of dollars worth of car repair. All because the defendant could not be bothered to park her invisible jet properly and safely. I will prove, by a preponderance of evidence, that Spectaculas's parking job was illegal and negligent, and therefore that she should pay for all damages to both vehicles. 
And you, the jury, will have no choice but to find for my client. Thank you. Thank you, counsel. I've got chills. Attorney for the defendant? Hey, kid. It's your boss. We're not supposed to talk. Thank you, Your Honor. People of the jury, you do, in fact, have a choice before you, despite what my opposing counsel claims. And that's not the only claim of his that I'm about to dispute. Mr. Relitigator will also have you believe Ms. Hodge was forced to pay for her own car repairs, and for those of the jet. This is just not true. In fact, it's her insurance company who's on the hook for the payment, just as it's her insurance company who hired him and brought this suit forward. This isn't a story of a hard-working young woman losing her savings. It's the story of a corporation not wanting to give a payout. That said, I agree with some of Mr. Relitigator's statements. I am glad that he brought up the concept of responsibility. Those of us with extra human powers do have responsibilities. Oh, she has powers? What are they? <sighs> Fire powers. Hot. Please don't. But so too do ordinary drivers. A car is a piece of technology that can cause considerable harm, invisible or not. And as a result, we, as drivers, have responsibilities too. To obey the rules of the road and posted signs. My client, Spectaculas, parked her vehicle accordingly in a designated space for invisible and hazardous vehicles before joining her fellow guardians on a mission to protect Earth. It was, in fact, Ms. Hodge who disregarded or failed to be diligent enough to notice posted signs declaring the lot to be designated for such vehicles. It was, in fact, Ms. Hodge's negligence that caused the collision and the damage to my client's invisible jet. Damage difficult enough to repair that it may delay my client in future world-saving activities. I expect that once you've seen the pertinent evidence, you will hold Ms. Hodge responsible for her actions driving her car and hold Mr. Olitigator's actual client responsible for holding up its obligations to pay for it. Thank you. Thank you, counsel. And now, because I'm hungry, and because we lost most of the morning to motions, let's break for lunch. Jurors, the bailiff will guide you to your deliberation room and take lunch orders. I suggest you all use the facilities during this break as well. I think it's a mutation or something. I've never seen an alien with scales like that. Look, I, they're definitely Earth animal scales, I. Crocodile, I'm telling you. I told you, alligator. That's why he goes by alligator. Wait, do you know him? I mean, sort of. Not really. Could you introduce me? No. Jay, I didn't take you for a monster fucker. Hey, he's a person. Yeah, a person with pointed teeth and that gravelly voice. Actually, you know what? I get it. Besides, Pike, I saw you checking out the defendant. Ah, uh, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Look, it's spectacular, alright? Look, she's amazing, alright? I mean, you, you, did you see the footage of her picking up that derail train and putting it back on the track, man? Come on. I did. It was pretty badass. I didn't. That actually sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I see, alright? We're not supposed to look up stuff about the defendant. We're probably not supposed to speculate about that lawyer's tongue either. 
Now, I see you stop Jay from going on and on about that shit. I don't actually think there's a rule against that. Although maybe there should be. I certainly don't want people doing that to me when I'm presenting cases. <laughs> don't worry. Your tongue isn't that interesting. Anyway, we can talk about the case while we're here, but I don't think we should be watching videos. It's an old video. Way before whatever she did to land here. How do you know? They didn't tell us the date of the accident. What accident? The, the one this case is about? Her jet? Oh yeah, I kind of zoned out. I'll just vote however y'all do. That's... that's not... Aren't you taking this seriously? Oh, come on. It's a traffic violation. I can get the gist of it pretty easily. But the details are important! We started this shit on a Tuesday at 9 a.m., kid. I, nothing that happens Tuesday at 9 a.m. is important, alright? And you wanna watch this video with us or not? No, thank you. Suit yourself. <sighs> it's, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. We haven't even gotten to the evidence yet. Surely they'll pay attention when things get more exciting. Man, what I want to know is, how does Spectacular manage not to flash anyone in that skirt, man? It's time for the plaintiff's witnesses. Your name and occupation for the record? Uh, Brian Salaji. I work security across the street from the location where the collision occurred. And tell us, Mr. C. Laggy, what did you witness on that day? I saw Miss Hodges' car drive down that back road and it hit something. And did you see where Spectaculas parked her invisible jet? No, I couldn't see it. It was invisible. Were you able to tell where the jet was parked? I couldn't see it. Were you aware there was invisible vehicle parking in that block? I mean, I've never seen any invisible vehicles there. Ren Winter, and I, uh, I work construction. Kelly S, and I'm in real estate. And were you in the area on the day in question? Yes, doing road work. Walking my dog. And did you see what happened? Yep, lady hit something. Couldn't see what, though, so I guess it was invisible. I saw that woman crash in the Spectaculous' invisible jet. Could you see where or how the jet was parked? Nope. Uh, I couldn't see it. It's invisible? Did you know there was invisible vehicle parking there? Yeah, I saw signs at some point. I was a little busy cleaning up dog shit at the time. I didn't pay attention to the signs. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Melissa Hodge, and I teach first grade. And on the day of your accident, what happened? Uh, I, I was kind of lost. I'm new here, and it's not really easy to keep track of where things are. Anyway, I was using the GPS, but it kept telling me to turn at places I couldn't. The signal wasn't great. Um, and then what happened? I hit something. I, I didn't see anything. Scared the crap out of me. And you were on the road when you hit something? Well, no, I was pulling off to fix my... So you yes. pulled out of the driving lane? Yes. And did you see the signs for invisible vehicle parking in that lot? Well, not that I remember. Thank you. Defense, have you got any witnesses? I do, Your Honor. I'd like to call the hero Spectaculous. Huh? What? Spectaculous is up. Finally. <sighs> My name is Spectaculous, and I'm a licensed superhero. 
Thank you. And it was your invisible jet that was struck, correct? That's correct. And uh, how do you usually park such a vehicle? Carefully. <laughs> and why is that? It's invisible to me, too. I need to be able to remember where I parked. Where did you park that day? The same place I always park when I'm in that area. There's a lot that I reserve. You have to reserve it so you don't have two invisible jets trying to park on top of each other. So you were fully inside the designated lot? Absolutely. And uh, how can you be so sure? Look, this thing's expensive. I gotta protect it. But more than that, when I stagger back after a fight, I gotta be able to find the damn door. So I park perfectly aligned every time. It's the only way. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. That'll be all, Your Honor. Thank you, Counsel. Mr. Elitigator, your witness. You park exactly there. Exactly the same way. Every time. Yes, for decades now. And you've never had a problem. No. How... Visible, would you say the signs are for that lot? They're not big, but there's a do not enter sign and some small signs explaining what it is. Reserved specialized parking. Thank you. That was an interesting session, don't you think? Uh. Yeah, sure. I gotta say, I'm not really sure I understand the litigator's strategy. He said he was gonna prove that Spectaculas parked illegally, but none of his witnesses testified to that. They all just said they couldn't see anything. Uh-huh. One of them even agreed that there were invisible vehicle signs. This seems like an open-shut case, don't you think? I mean... Hey guys, I fell asleep for some of the testimony. Did I miss anything good? You fell asleep? Yeah, not really. Yeah, just pocket tickets or something. What? No one got a ticket. Oh? Then what was all that about parking? That was the entire... You weren't paying attention at all? Pike, I mean, Mr. Lotel, we just had a whole conversation about the case. Yeah, not really. I, mean, I just kind of let you talk, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hello, is that what you think conversation is like? Hey, if they wanted us to stay awake, they should have scheduled things for later than 9 a.m. And make it interesting. I mean, plus... Mr. Lowtel? Uh, you know you don't need to suck up to the jury when you're on the jury, right? It is interesting. There was an invisible jet involved. And even if that wasn't true, it's important. Important? Really? It's not like anyone died. Honestly, if I'm gonna get stuck with jury duty, I at least want it to be on a murder case or something. I heard next door they're prosecuting a baby eater. Yeah, this case is dumb. I man, nothing even blew up. But I... Ed, enjoy listening to the litigator's voice, though. I think he's gonna win. He had no evidence! It was a little weird, actually. He had a whole bunch of witnesses. And none of them saw anything! Well, yeah, it was an invisible jet. But that doesn't mean there's evidence for his side. None of the witnesses said anything that pertained to the core legal question. They just... Okay, as much as I'd love to hear this, I'm gonna go call my kids before I have to go back in. W wait, no! If you fell asleep, you should at least let me finish explaining- Yeah, I think I'm gonna grab a cannonball, alright? Hey, yo, Trey! You wanna join? I really think- Nah, I should go hit the bathroom. I'll see you all in there. See you. Guys! Come on! At least make sure you get a coffee! 
<laughs> All right, Gator Man. Speechify me. Yo, have a problem. Shh. Closing statements are starting. People of the jury, you've seen quite a bit of evidence on both sides. Have we? And maybe you feel overwhelmed. You came here from your normal lives, free of courthouse drama, free of legalese, and what wonderful lives they must be. Maybe you'd rather be out there or anywhere but here. Maybe you would rather be out entertaining children and tourists with your mind act. Uh, what? And that's what this case feels like. Right. My client, Miss Hodge, groping her way through our fair city with a faulty GPS. Spectacular groping her way to the door of her invisible private jet. Actually, pretty good. Yeah, I can tell he's miming a jet, not just any invisible vehicle. Hey, Lockhead, are closings usually this much fun? Well, I think. Yeah, bad question. Sorry, you probably think the legalese bits are fun. Is there normally this much mime? No, there is not. And you would think that someone with this much skill and passion for the art of mime would have the support of their family. Right? That their father would not force them to work as a litigator when their true love is performance. I mean, the trapped in the box thing's a cliche, but he's making it work. But we all feel trapped in our roles, don't we? And with Miss Hodge trapped in the role of single mother. She's a single mother? Did we know that? And Spectacular trapped in her role of global hero. And all of you trapped in this role as our jury for this case. All you can do is your best and make sure that the right person pays for the damages from this tragic collision. Thank you. Thank you, Council. Mr. Rappaport, were you able to maintain the record of the... visuals? I believe I captured it, Your Honor. Would you like me to read it back? A portion, if you would. <clears throat> Spectaculous, groping her way to the door of her invisible private jet. Then we see a lawyer 
a litigator, part man, part alligator, the litigator. He performs an impromptu but gripping mime act for the jury. First, he mimes Spectaculous groping her way to the door of her invisible private jet, just as he had described, his tail and webbed claws breathing life into the petite woman he portrays. With the jury's eyes and heart captured, the litigator impressively mimes the boarding of an invisible jet. Climbing invisible stairs, certainly a classic in the mime's repertoire, but the litigator conveys the steepness of the steps, their invisibility apparent not only in that the jury cannot see them, but also in the way his spectacular character must climb by feel alone. The stair climb is immediately followed by the opening of an invisible door. A door not like one to one's room, or to one's home, or even to a ground-based vehicle, but to a jet. Heavy, pressurized, requiring great strength and know-how, and again, conveying the hero's need to open it entirely by feel. And then, a pause in the mime act, while the litigator again addresses the jury with the heartfelt pain of an artist unfulfilled. And you would think that someone with this much skill and passion for the art of mime would have the support of their family, right? That their father would not force them to work as a litigator when their true love is performance? Our illustrious litigator then proceeds to demonstrate another mime classic, for he is trapped in an invisible box, the box shrinking around him as he tries to escape. And then he speaks again, to skillfully connect his latest performance to his larger point in his closing argument, all without betraying the oath of the mime to be silent during the performance itself. But we all feel trapped in our roles, don't we? And with Ms. Hodge trapped in the role of single mother... Thank you, Mr. Rappaport. That sounds... sufficient. Counsel for the defense, are you prepared to give your closing? I am, Your Honor. People of the jury, thank you for your patience during my imposing counsel's, uh, (laughs) unusual closing statement. I intend to keep mine brief. The parking lot used by Spectaculas for her invisible jet was a legal, designated zone for such vehicles. You've heard that she must have parked fully inside or she could not have found the door, and that the plaintiff drove off the main road into the lot to adjust her GPS, not seeing the signs for the lot. Were her actions understandable? Perhaps. But they were legally negligent, unreasonable as a matter of law by ignoring posted signage. You may feel bad for her and for holding her liable, but this is exactly the kind of scenario we have insurance for. Thank you. The case was done. Harper Hallow's first legal case from a new perspective. And probably... Their last. You know, because only a part alligator lawyer who really wanted to get fired so he could be a mime would ever let them on the jury. But that's okay, because they'll be back in court plenty of times to see the especially handsome stenographer at work. But now, it was time for deliberation. I'm certain the jurors will treat it with the solemnity it deserves. So, seems pretty clear-cut, right? Mm, I say we go with the hot alligator man's side. Really? Yeah. I told you before I thought he was winning. And I told you that he had no evidence, which he doesn't. 
Okay. Why why do you think the plaintiff should win? Alligator Man was the plaintiff? Oh my god. Alright, I'll answer your question, Harper. Alright, come here. Pay attention. <laughs> Jay obviously wants a litigator to win because they think he's hot, which is stupid, alright? Thank you! Spectacular should win. <laughs> Because obviously she's way hotter. What? Hey, hey, honestly, man, the defense lawyer wasn't bad either, right? Hey, Harper, <laughs> is she single? I mean, yes, but only on paper. Also, how is anyone's hotness relevant here? They're right. We should go with whatever side we think is right. I mean, the single mom, right? Nah, the hero. Oh, come on. What exactly did that Melissa chick do wrong? No, seriously, I missed it. What did she do? I think she hit something. Distracted driving? She hit an invisible jet. They talked about it literally the whole day. Oh, well, I mean, then obviously we should let her off. Who doesn't get distracted while driving? That's not... I mean, it's not legally... I'm just saying, alligator dude seemed to really know what he was talking about. Oh my god, I... we get it. Okay, look. I've tried to be cool about this. I know you're all new to this. Man, this has been you being cool. This is important, okay? Jury duty is important. That's why it's a duty. <laughs> duty. Look, I don't know for sure why a litigator let me on this jury. I don't know why he only had witnesses who saw nothing. I well, the jet was you invisible. Know. Yes, I know. But he could have put forth all sorts of evidence. Someone to say the signs for parking weren't visible. Someone who thought the accident happened just outside the lot. Anything. He didn't give us anything solid. I mean, the other lawyer did. The defendant, an important hero everyone trusts, told us how the parking works and how she's been using it the same way for decades and nothing a litigator brought up on cross contradicted it at all. Look, a litigator is just doing his job like everyone else. Sometimes part of that job is losing. And hey, you heard him. It seems like he wants to lose this one. Maybe if he does, he'll get to do what he really wants. Uh, and look. If you vote the way of the evidence, and a litigator gets fired and gets to become a mime, his outfits will be much more flattering. You know, that is an... Excellent point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this would pretty much make everyone happy, wouldn't it? And he did say it's the insurance company that would pay, right? My outfits are pretty tight fit, right? <sighs> yeah. We, the jury, find in favor of the defendant, Spectaculous. Wait. Am I fired? Or not. So, I was fired. And now I'm not? Promoted! But I lost the case. I did everything wrong. It was my dad, wasn't it? What's it going to take to convince him? Yeah, I know. Thanks. I'll see you back 
at the office. Um, hi. Are you okay? Oh. Hey, kid. Thanks, by the way. I know it was you that made that go the way it needed to. I mean, I followed the evidence. I thought you might. They rarely do. Are juries always like this? Honestly, this was one of the better ones. Wow. Yeah, one of the many reasons I want to get out of law. Dad. I'm sorry. I... I do understand what it's like to want something different, I mean, from what your family wants. Then don't wait, kid. Go for it early, before their hooks are really in you. I would have been such a great mime, too. I guess I'll just have to keep trying. Something bigger, bigger screw-ups at the firm. Then he'll have to support another career. Miss Castillo? Hey, kids. So, what'd you think? Your first behind-the-scenes look at the jury process. Oh, it was great. I mean, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting is uh, one word for it. Yeah, I mean, they weren't as logical as I'd have wanted. But, but I just have to learn more. I'll figure out a way to make sure juries in my cases always understand them. See what the cases are really about. Hey, kid. I mean this in every possible way. Good luck with that. Yes, Harper Hallow. We wish you luck in all your endeavors. We'll see you again soon, listeners. For wherever there are lawyers being super, there are supers needing lawyers. Join us next time for another exciting day in the city of Megalopolis, here on Super Suits. Super Suits is an original production of the Faustian Nonsense Network. The episode One Angry Harper was written by Jackie Salagi, story by Jackie Salagi, directed by Amelia Kinch, and sound edited by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. All music in Super Suits is by TJ Woods. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. The showrunner overseeing Supersuits writing and production is me, Jackie Salagi. Go to FaustianNonsense.com to check out our other shows and email us questions and comments at hello at FaustianNonsense.com or find us on Twitter at SupersuitsPod. Our amazing voice cast for this episode includes Johnny Sims as the narrator and court stenographer, Sam Yao as Melissa, Avalon Willowbloom as the GPS voice, Mornal as Harper Hallow, Nathaniel Brown Schilling as Pike Lautel, Lee Tominelli as Jay, Sarah Palmero as the bailiff, Chijo K. Williams as the judge, Zan Wingriff as the litigator, Joshua Schamberger as Trey Moe, Aaron Nicole Lindquist as Cole Castillo, Joe Cruz as the security guard witness, Leland Hall as Wren, Jarvis Bailey as Kelly S., and Michelle Weatherby as Spectaculous. Thank you to all the generous backers who supported the Supersuits crowdfunding campaign. We could not have done this without you. Thank you also to all our generous patrons on Patreon. If you like what we do and would like to support us, as well as get some fun bonus content for Supersuits and our other shows, please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash faustiannonsense. And most importantly, thank you for listening to Supersuits. 
Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you would like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash Faustian Nonsense. Thank you first to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads. Neith L., Anke Fenra, Yoshiko A., Anthony Ampersand, Jonathan E., David O., Joseph Z., Mark S., J.A.C., Greg C., and K.S. And especially thank you so much to patrons at the Pod's Best Friend tier. Guy Z., Alec L.B., Probs Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much. Hi, podcast listeners. I hope you're enjoying Supersuits. It's me, Cherub, Megalopolis' premier sidekick. I can't wait to become a full-fledged hero one day, but I've got great news. You can be a hero right now by signing up for the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. Supersuits is made by a whole bunch of hard-working creators who put a lot of time and effort into bringing you this awesome show along with lots of other podcasts. So if you can, you'd be their hero and mine if you donate a little each month through Patreon. And if you sign up for the Meet Us at the Crossroads tier or the Pod's Best Friend tier, then not only will you be a hero, you'll also get a hero's rewards. Extra content for Supersuits and other FN shows, early access to new episodes of Originals, and personal shoutouts thanking you. For my personal favorite, if you sign up at any tier, you get to see adorable pictures of the cutest FN pets. Adorable animals belonging to creators at Faustian Nonsense. So sign up today at patreon.com slash Faustian Nonsense, and they promise they won't take your soul or drain your superpowers or anything, I asked. A boy is dragged into the dark. He does not understand the full extent of why this is. He does not understand yet that he is chosen, but he will. But this, this is not that story. Stories are like their protagonists. They come and they go, and they are interchangeable, mostly. You have been waiting in the dark. It is a metaphorical dark, unlike the one that came before you. And yet you have been walking in your dark for so long that when the light comes, you are sure it will break you. It sears your eyes and burns your skin and your very bones feel bleached and torn out under a microscope. And yet, it is only the first of many suns, and each will burn brighter than the last. You think, in the end, you might have preferred the darkness after all. The Attic Monologues is a queer urban fantasy horror podcast featuring meta-narratives, friends to lovers, mental health exploration, and far too many sentient trees. Season 2 launches August 30th. Catch up on Season 1 today. <laughs>